We are holding top of the daf. The Gemara says, fourth line from the very top. Gavaldik. The truth is, I should have mentioned these couple of lines yesterday because it kind of goes with the suga that we were dealing with. But nevertheless, we didn't do it, so we are going to do it now. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda Oime. In other words, he holds that you cannot be soimich, you cannot rely on the simon that there are trees in the field unless you have Adshisham Zokin or Talmud, unless you've got a Talmud and you've got a Zokin, an older person that remembers and knows clearly that it was ploughed. The Kevra of the Fisha'ina Kopikim, the Dava Omer Abayash, Mami, no, you see from this halacha over here, only with the ages of a Talmud Chocham. Can you matter the place? Because why? In other words, very interesting, it's a very interesting quote, this one. But it's an interesting quote. But the quote is basically, everything belongs to him. In other words, Zuglashi, Zuglashi, everything, uh, the Talmud Baki, who is a Baki, and therefore we assume he knows, he understands, and he's reliable. Vaita Rabbi Say. Omer Rabbi Motsa Eben Mutsu Yenes. What if a person finds a stone that is marked off? It's marked off with sid, with, you know, lime, or, you know, there's blue little paint, paint things to show it's a keva. Tachteho Tomei. Directly underneath it is going to be Tomei in that case. And, you know, we said earlier, if you remember, that we generally don't put the mark for the keva far away from the Mokum of Tuma itself over there. And therefore we assume if we see a mark for Tumah, for a Kaber, that directly underneath it is the Kaber itself. Says the Stein, what's the din if you've got two stones that are covered with the sign and the space between them? Now, the space between them is Tomei or not? Says the image Sid Benayim, say from the ground between the two stones, there is this, you know, mark, then Benayim is obviously Tomei. Because that's the reason why you put there the mark over there, because to show that underneath there is Tommy. Vimein said Benayim, then Benayim is Tommy. Fek the Gemara, Echobakasha. Echobakasha. Rabbi Yudah told us that if there's no Sid, if there's no mark between them, if it's Tor, even though Lemaisa, there was no Chavisha, there was no plowing down between them, it's still Tor Vatanya. And Bryce says, Motza Evan Achas Mutsu Yenes. If you find a stone that's signed, Tachdea Tomei. Underneath it is Tomei. Obeshtayim, if you find two stones that are marked over here, underneath them is Tomei, and between them is Yesh Choyish Benayem. If the place had been plowed between them, Benayem is Tor. But if there was no Chavisha Badam in between them, the name is Tome, even if there what, there's no mark over there. Right? So you see from here, even if there's no mark, what's going on? Says the Gemara, Omer al Pope, Hocha Kisha Sid, Shofuch al Roshain, Umrudo Lekano Lekan. So with Papa, Echaba answer like this, a very interesting answer, very big Yesoid. And the answer he says is basically dependent on how it was placed there originally. In other words, uh, the, the, what's it called, where the, where the stone, the two stones we're talking about over here, right? Remember, we're talking about a case where the Sid, where this, you know, this mark, this lime or this whatever with the blue paint was poured on top of the stones and it means that it was very um it was like maruda was like smeared from one to the other and it was like uh, you know sort of like and then there obviously were droplets that fell in between so 
if there was plowing done between the stones, then Avada b'nei mistahar. De'ema kuzusei machav choyvishu. De'eklav. Obviously, when you plowed it, that sign, that paint, was peeled off from the stones and fell between it where it fell. V'ilav. And if there's not a plowing area in between, if the area in between the two stones were not plowed, then what? Um, Sid bene bene huvatami. Then obviously means that somebody specifically put the sid, the lime, the paint, whatever it was, in between the stones in order to direct and indicate to everyone it is going to be tummy. And therefore, that's the reason why if there's nothing in between the stones, then even if it's not been ploughed, we could say it's Torah like Rabbi Yudhid Paskin. Oma Rabbi Yassi. echod mutsuyen. One very interesting case this one actually. The Gemara says what happens ah, if you've got one of the edges, the boundaries of the field is Mutsuyun, right? It's got uh, an indication of this cave. So who Tommy? It is Tommy, that place. Everywhere else is Torah, because if it wouldn't be Tommy, then you would have directed it in that case, not just on one of the boundaries. Vice versa, the boundary area is going to be a problematic, everything else is going to be okay. Shnaim. If you've got two boundary areas that are marked, Haim to Meim, those are Tommy, Bechola, Shor, Asode, Kulutahira. Shloisha, if three are marked off, Haim to Meim, those are Tommy, Bechola, Sode, Kulutahira. Arba, Haim to Hirin. Imagine if you've got four in this case, that's what we're discussing over here, where all the boundary areas are marked, all Tommy, Haim to Hirin, Bechola, Sode, Kulutahira, the Omama, because we know, Aim, Marachikin, Sin, Mimokim, Atumma, Shulahav, Sode, Zerchisong. We never put the Tsi in the mark far away from the actual place of Tumah, because we don't want to deny access of Eretz Yisrael to people. Remember, if there's a Mokim Tumah, then, then, then a Koyan or anyone doesn't want to be Tomei cannot go there. So you're being mustered Eretz Yisrael if you're going to just stand randomly put them in places. Baita. The Yitzel Alekalim, the Mishnah told us, the Shlucha Basin can go out on Cholamoid. Even on Kalim and rip it up. Says the Gemara, Bakilim, a Cholishamoid, Nefkinon, Verminu, Chobestiva, Beecho Baada, Mashmin, and Ashkolim. Right in the beginning, Beecho Ada, the first of Ada coming up, Rabbi Sai, not too far away, we're going to be having the Sugya. Right, that's when they start telling everybody about the, uh, about the Shkolim and about the Kalim. That's the game over there. Um, that's you know the, 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 the nissan they have to collect it and they give it out. Chumas aluskim whatever. Vala kilayim achamisha also boy koyin as a beginner bekrochim right any village we learned this in mesach deskila that was walled at the time of Yeshua ben Nun. Vayotz in the covers is a drachim they go and clean up all of the you know the the the, the, the thorns and the thistles that are on the ground over there. Rashi brings down on attack and the rochayvos and the roads the lama da mikvayos and measure the mikvah. Um, and, and, and fix them up also, also the dust and the dirt that could have gone inside there could have prevented the, the original shear from being there. They could do every and also you mark off the Kvaris. So you see from here, already from the 15th of Ada, they go out to go and rip up the Kalayim, right? So why are they going out again on Cholamoid? What's going on? What's the necessity of this? Says the Gemara, there are two Tiruts in Rebeleza. Okay, Chadoma. One holds can bevochir or can beofil. In other words, the Mishkan, the Mishnah Shkolim that as they go and other for kilayim is talking about a produce that grows very very quickly. In other words, it grows very very fast, right? 
If that's the case, we're worried that it regrew and therefore things are going to grow, and that's why they go out again and that kind of another time. And can't, can't, but often right? ones that grow late, the late season ones. The chadoma can that's the one that holds that they go out on cholamite, right? Because it's a late season one, so you want to go out on cholamite. The one that grows earlier, the early season, so they go out on the fifteen. That's good enough. The one that holds by our Mishnah, basically our Mishnah that says they go on cholamite, is over discussing about the late ones and the late season ones. We want to make sure that they're not there, and that's why they go back again during cholamite. The and one of them says, Kam Bezroyim or Kam Yerokas. It really depends what it is. Is it talking about all sorts of grains or is it talking about all sorts of vegetables? Omeravasi, Omeravechanum. Loishanu, when do we say that you don't go out before Ada, Cholamoid, Elashay, Nitzon, Nika? That's only if there's no bud that is being, you know, come out, right? Nothing is sprouting before that. And when it's a Nika, Yaitzin Aleyem. Stammers, go back to the whole sugya. Why is it that they go out in Cholamoy to take it out? Right? Kilayim, you know, we're talking about forbidden mixtures. Okay? Because it's very cheap for people to rent workers on Cholamoy, they're more available because they haven't got the regular work, and therefore that's the right time to start being busy with it because you can always rent workers to get rid of what needs to be gotten rid of. Omer of Zvid, in other words, when you give the uh, wages to the workers, <coughs> that give it to the kelayim, mitrumas alishkia vinanuhu, right? And that's why we try to, you know, use the cheapest time because, you know, we, we don't want to spend so much money for the Moise Hektish. These Sakadai tell me to do, you know, you're going to say you're going to give it from the people that own the fields that I want that planted the Kilayim. Right? Why does it go on in order to make cheaper workers in that case and do that? Come with the boy, let them know. I don't care whatever the workers want during the regular time. Let me give them that time. And am I, you see that we could go to a cheap time of Cholamoid because the Gemara says it's an easy time to rent workers because it's cheaper. Why are we asking for it cheaper? Obviously, because it's not coming from the person who planted the, the Kalayim, it's coming from the the, the, the Hectish, Moist Hectish, and that's why we want to try and use as much, a little, as we possibly can. And this is a Gavaldi Yusait. When they're using most Kodesh, right? And I try, Be'ez HaShem, to be so makbid on this. When we're doing Yeshiva, we go for the cheapest, whatever we can. The things that we need to do, Avada we do. But to do it the cheapest way, and to find the cheapest Mahalach, and the cheapest price, and whatever, Avada, it's most Hektish. Most Hektish is Kodesh HaKadosh, and we've got to be careful with every single tiny penny. Fedig Moavaita. Vaad kam amach kelaim you have to go and be mavatlom of Shmuel by Yitzchok koosus shashaninu kolsosh yesh bars. We turn the page of Oisai from a base roiva zera mamin acher. In other words, if it's got a quarter of a cup of different things within it, then you might. Then you got to go less than that. Ivar Tanya skinu shoyim afkin kolasadikula. Right, the whole field you've got to make it hefka. So the kumar dekalsh can koyt the kona can laachat the kona. What they used to do is they would take the kalai and they would rip it up and they would give it to the animals. They were very, very happy in two ways. Number one, you're getting the weeds out for their fields and I don't have to pay for it, I don't have to deal with it. Kavaldik. And another reason they were happy. They were feeding the animal as well. So therefore, a skin of the minute, a corner, she oikin mashtikin and said, Drachim, 
they should basically just chuck it all over the roads. Get rid of it, uproot it from the field, and, and just put it all everywhere. But I don't know because they would have water happy because you're not going to do name. The mice are weeding my field. This is Gavaldic. I'm getting more of the garbage. Skinu. That time they made it to Kona, and that was showing Mafkin Kona Sadekula. This wrecks it, make the whole place Hefka. Zogt the Heilige Mishnah. Beautiful. Zogt the Heilige Mishnah, Rabbi Sai, Rebelezman Yakova. We're talking about a, 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 a Sadebe Sabal, that it's not so desperate to have waterization. I made that word up, by the way. Waterization. Well, it's not so thirsty. Moishchin esamayim mi'ilon mi'ilon. Right, very interesting. That means you can change the water from one tree to another tree. You can't just water the whole field. Any plant that generally isn't watered before Yontif, right, in a normal way, then obviously it's not for it to be done on Cholomoyt. They matter both. Number one, they matter the whole field. And also, the ones that are not regularly done, <coughs> they also matter. What happens? Look at the Heilige Rashi. We're talking over here about, says the Gimorah, if you have a field that, for example, is always sort of wet and just dried up, so then, in that case, that's going to be muta in that case. This time we said it's not to water the moit. We're talking about plants that generally are not watered before yontav. They drank already before yontav. You're allowed to on yontav. If it's normally wet, but it happened to dry up, then you're allowed. And you can't water a field that's normally dry. Shma mi no. What do we learn from this brisa? Hi tarbitza. A tarbitza, by the way. So uh, Rashi talks about the fact they had to sprinkle water over it, whatever. But it's basically like a, a small patch of, of ground. Shori le tarbutze b'chole demoida. You're allowed to spritz it with water on cholamoid. Stay going, my timer. What's the reason why a dry field, right? That that um, why, what's the reason the aflo mashvale chorifa? Because the whole thing is that when it's got an irrigation system, a system, so anything that comes late, it makes it earlier. as well, You make everything earlier, and therefore it's going to be mutter. Tonu rabbanu. Marbitzin stay lovin b'shvius, right? You got to stay lovin means you got a field full of grains. You're allowed to water that during shmita, avaloi b'moyed, not during cholamoyed. I've got tanya marbitzin bein b'moyed bein b'shvius matim both. In order that vegetables come out during Schmidt of Eloid, not only that, Right? What is Ishus? Excellent question. The Gemara is going to ask. Don't worry. Um, so, um, yeah. So, uh, where am I? So, the Ishus, oh, that's Akbarim. Yeah, Akbarim is obviously mice. Misteo Ilan, um, Misteo Lovon. Kedarke in the normal way. 
What happens on Yom if you find you've got a fence and there's a hole in there, you're allowed to close it up. You even have to build it, no problem. Yeah, That's not really an issue. Zuk the Gemara Ma'ishus. What is this? Omer of Yehuda, It's an animal that has no eyes. Very, very interesting. Yeah? For Chaifa Bekarka Zagrashi. It like sort of digs into the ground. Omer Rabba Bar Yishmol Vitema Ravyema Bar Shalemya. Micro, what's chat in the following posse? Kumoi Shablul Temes. Yahaloich Nephalaishus. You got a snail that melts down and runs away, and this is Aisha's thing never saw anything of the sun. You can take, you can do basically get rid of all the holes that the ants make on Cholomot. How do you do that? Maybe offer Machose, but no, it's As kids, we used to do these things, you know, you take sand and you fill it up, and you're like, oh no, all the ants are like, what's going on? The Morris says you could do that. And then, and they strangle it. They they choke. They choke to death of each other. <coughs> Very interesting. Rashi says it's it's like new soil. It's like new sand. They're not used to it, and therefore they go mishiga. Oma Ravyema Bar Shalemio Mishmei Da Abaya Vuhu the Koi Betray of Dinara. Right. That's only if the two holes on on, on two different sides of the river. Vudeleka. Gishra, and there's no bridge. Vudaleke Gamla, and there's no piece of wood to cross it. Vudaleke Mitzra, and there's no rope Bechlal. Ad Kama says the Gemara's return Zainab and Aleph, right? How, how far do they have to be? Zikrashi Meruchokin, Hani Trechorin, Malim. How far the distance of this hole that we say there's too much? Ad Parasa. It's more than a Parasa, then it is not going to be good enough in that case. By the way, I just want to mention Merdeka Baisa. We said in the Gemara right at the beginning, Tsubir Abonim, a young Talmudic student. Right? Everything's on him, right? Very interesting. There's a Merdeka Baisa with Shach. With Shach. Was always available for anyone to discuss in anything, and he would go beyond mamish beyond his duty just to. That was the, he felt that was the mockum of Zibo. Right, he got hundreds of visitors every Cholamoid. All Tamidim, everyone, you know, they felt that the whole Torah was mamish because of Rav Shach. Some people just wanted to get you know see the God. Some people asked God's advice. One Cholamoid, there was a Rav of a certain city in Israel who came to visit Rav Shach. So Rav Shach said to him, "No, how are things going?" He said, "Not so good." Rav Shach said, "What's the problem?" The mikveh is broken. The local branch of the Christ, the Ministry of Religion, is not bothering to fix it. It's terrible. So Rav Shach said, maybe you should build a private mikveh. As he said this, Rav Shach placed a huge sum of money on the table, more than enough to cover the whole building of the mikveh. So the guy says, ah, I'm not really the type of person. It's a big project. I can't do it. To this, Rav Shach said, I have no response. The Rav said, Rav Shach, I get married, and he left. The next day, the head of the religious council in the area getting, started getting calls from Askonim asking why the mikveh had not been fixed. Now, we didn't understand. What do you mean? It's, it's, it's been to repair for ages. No one complained. All of a sudden, now one's complaining? So one of the Askonim said, I, I'm calling because Rav Shach charged me with getting it repaired as a personal favour to him. And if you think I'm going to take no for an answer, you're completely wrong. That very day, the funds were fixed. The mikveh was fixed. And a man to do everything. 
when a true Talmud Chacham is on the scene, he makes sure that everyone's needs are met. And that's a Gavaldi Gisad. Have a wonderful day.